0: Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. here What's up, The, right. there's there's there. the, the is running oh, My God, what? It's, it's not a world is watching. m m m m m m m m mage M M M sorry, oh, oh, M oh, ma ma M M M M M M M M ma M M M M M M M M ma 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 M M M Oh Sweet Peter Rosenberg. Shout out to that guy, Greg. I like the delicious chicken. It was Rapport. It was Rapport. It's professional. it's professional wrestling. 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 No, 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 no. Today is the beginning of the shoot era of GP. The only way to have fun is to take the gloves Screw it. If I offend them, oh well, what I am going to do is calling down the line every single week. I know, I know. I love wrestling. Oh, uh, please. So, damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Oh. Hell no. I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh, my goodness. It, bring it on. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's another Friday night, and, uh, and then listen, I don't know. Friday night could become the night based on the, the new wrestling schedule we have. Dipperstein is back at Dipperland Ranch in Los Angeles, and back on the show and back in Philadelphia is the physically large, now a year older, SGG. How you doing, SGG?
1: I am doing great. It's good to be back on the show. Missed you. Missed everybody in the cheap heat universe.
0: You were deeply missed, deeply deeply missed um but I thought Dipperstein put up a valiant effort in your absence last week.
1: Dipperstein did a great job you guys uh, i I listened to the episode uh, like everybody else, and I enjoyed his takes even the, even the ones I disagree with uh, yeah we
0: but, we should mention some of those because I realize sometimes that I get caught up in the moment with both of you guys. sometimes I get caught up in the moment and let takes go that are. <laughs> are crazier than i realize but that's okay we'll get there um let's start off uh this week by giving a shout out to my guy ariel helwani make sure you're checking out all of his phenomenal um all the phenomenal work he's doing um with mma we have a big there was a big announcement this week for the Masvidal uh, Diaz fight, which is going to be incredible. That whole card at the Garden is going to be stacked. Um, and I'm going to update everyone with some stuff I might have going on with that as well. But um, it's going to be a good time in New York if you're a UFC fan. And uh, he will talk about everything related to that, plus the future of Conor McGregor and so much more. So subscribe to Ariel Hawani's MMA show wherever you get your podcasts. SGG, I'm sitting here. It's, a, it's another Friday night. Um... And this time, uh, I do have my TV on, but I have NXT on for the first time. Um, I did not watch this on Wednesday. I did not have time on Thursday. And here we are now on Friday, checking things out. Um,
1: so you're watching on network?
0: I am watching on the network. Um, now, real quick, the network show is... It's the the two-hour show. Did it air for two hours on USA or one?
1: It aired for one hour on USA and then one hour on the network, which when they made the announcement, I know a lot of people were confused about how that would work, including myself, and a lot of people were wondering why that would even be a thing. But, I mean, after sitting with it for a little bit, it made me wonder if, If that would pop the network a little bit, so to speak. And it feels like it did. Because I I know myself and a, a bunch of other users, the network basically crashed. And I think that the servers were just so inundated that they almost couldn't handle it. Which is a good and a bad thing. You know, they'll have to be more prepared. But then in the long run, that means that there was enough interest in NXT on USA that is slam the network, but if everybody's watching on USA, then the network won't be put under that much pressure um, after October
0: 2nd. Now, hold on, are they going to two hours on USA? Yes, yes they are.
1: The reason they're at one hour right now is because of the Suits uh, series finale, this week and next week, so they're doing the same thing next week. Uh, An hour on USA, an hour on the network, and then Conveniently,
0: yeah, exactly. On October
1: second, they have a full two hours to go head to head with another show that's getting a full two hours. Obviously, it's AEW's um,
0: Dynamite. It is. First of all, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But first of all, <laughs> it is so weird, though, that you know you're switching over from the network to USA, and that you also to make such a big change going to a two hour show. Um, you know, uh, I know you tend to be a real optimist on this and I'm sort of in the middle on what I think is likely to happen. Um, but SGG, you have to admit that when you think about concerns that can exist, as we know, getting longer in wrestling is something that creatively can become a problem and and be a major impact.
1: Yes, but I I think at two hours is still a safe length. Um, You know, pay-per-views can go on for three, four hours, but they don't have the same problems that Raw has. Let's be honest. When you say getting longer in wrestling is a dangerous move, what we're all really talking about is that third hour of Raw. That's all we're talking about.
0: and, And Nitro. Yeah. Um, and Thunder. Yeah. You that know.
1: third hour is all we're talking about.
0: But, but my only point is yes, but my point is this is the same company and this is not extending the show by 33%. This is doubling the show. So from a creative standpoint, and I saw a thing today that they're hiring a new creative writer, right? Like I saw on, on one of the websites today, it said N- NXT looking to hire a new creative writer, another creative writer, you know, that could turn out fine and great. But in terms of fears of it being different, stay. that is a very direct indicator, you know, they are instantaneously looking to add a writer because of workload that things can get different.
1: I I don't, yeah, I mean, you pegged me as the optimist, and here I am just like proving you right. But I don't think NXT can get that much different that we have to worry about. And uh I say that based on this past This past week's episode, I mean, it was the same NXT um, changes with the stage, little stylistic things, but everything that they did well and everything that we loved about them, they brought to this two hour show. And I, I think they'll be able to maintain
0: that as time goes on. Well, I'm hopeful of the same thing. Like I, like I said, I'm just watching it. I'm noticing a little bit of difference. Yeah, some of the camera angles are different. Um, I feel like some of the intros for wrestlers last a little longer perhaps. Like the focus, it feels a little bit more like a WWE show than an NXT mm-hmm. show. Um, You know, I, 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 am a, I am very mixed on Morrow. I think Morrow is really great. Um, however, I mostly watch takeovers, so right. I get them every few months, and I'm like excited. And, and I still sometimes think it's a bit much. I'm curious to see how Morrow on television, two hours a week as the lead voice, uh, plays as well. Um, I really do think you know he's an incredible broadcaster. Like he's truly a savant. Like Morrow is a freak. He's incredible. Um, there is a touch of um learning to i'm not the first person to ever say this, but there is a an element of learning to you know pace a little bit and and uh tone things you know tone things down a little bit till the right moment that i think he's always needed to work on and i think it'll become a little bit more glaring in a weekly two hour show i do think that um, yeah
1: and i'm i'm you hit every nail on the head on that one i'm very with much with you on moral uh, some days I, I like the over the top, and some days I don't. And maybe that's a me problem, <laughs> honestly. I,
0: I think most. I think problem. most people feel the same way. I think most people think he's great. And in the right moment, you're like, wow, no one could do that, do it like this. And then, and then in other moments, you're like, dude, it's the first 15 minutes of a three hour show. We need to bring us back here. Like, don't, don't, don't wear me out before we get to the second match. Um right. and I and I still think Beth Phoenix has work to do. Um Nigel is phenomenal. Uh Bear, what what are you whining about? I think Nigel <laughs> I think Nigel is truly great. I think Beth is getting better, but I think still has work to do, especially to now all of a sudden I thought she still needed work just to be on the network, let alone to be jumped onto USA.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean Love her as a wrestler respect her as a legend but as an announcer I don't think she she's just not clicking with me
0: really you're not into it at all no I feel you I have uh, I have mixed feelings on Beth I maybe don't feel as negative as you do but I, I, I think there's work that needs to be done for sure it is still very early on Um, it's amazing how many broadcasters not named Peter Rosenberg they have on television it's shocking
1: yeah it's it's absurd really
0: when you think about being one of the one of the best broadcasters in the main planet Earth to not utilize that person more, it seems seems strange. But you know, listen, it's not like and I mean,
1: what, one of the most diverse and, and proven to to just knock it out the park in every role. You know, so many different sports, audiences, entertainment and sports entertainment.
0: That's a great point. The number one personality in sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. So, you know, it's a shame in that, re- some in that people, regard.
1: Some people like mediocrity. Some people are comfortable with uh,
0: a certain level and just stay in there. Um, but they'll figure it out. What's the second match? Who are these Joe Bears? Are these guys not Joe Bears?
1: Cameron Grimes and uh, Sean Maluda. Is that the match yeah. you Yeah, I believe so. Sean Maluda is the younger brother of the best tag team in the world. The Usos,
0: oh, Cameron Grimes, and he just did but he, the, he just did the Job in ten seconds.
1: He did. He has he has been relegated to Jobber status uh, on NXT, but um, that lineage. I said that I said who his family is, and you already knew. So he'll be all right with that lineage. He's uh, he's down there, in Florida, training, learning. He'll be fine. And then Cameron Grimes, uh, formerly known as Trevor Lee is mage. You saw the stomp just now. It's Yep.
0: Yeah, he's he's no joke. Um, he sort of looks like Emilio Sparks, but uh he, he does <laughs> look like Emilio Sparks. I think I may have seen him before and thought it was Emilio Sparks. You <laughs> would you would not be the first person to make that <laughs> mistake. I lo- if I listen, if I like him half as much as I like Emilio Sparks, he's in he has a great r- future ahead of him because I love me some Emilio Sparks. Um, So overall, SGG, how would you rate NXT? Was it a success? Oh,
1: it was a smashing success. Smashing? Yeah, that that show was great. It really was. It was great. And it was exactly what you want out of your first outing. It was exactly what they wanted out of this this opportunity. And... um, I mean, it really makes me interested to see what AEW does on the other side. And I know I was a big proponent of not pitting these two companies against each other so much and letting one, you know, enjoying both and letting one be what they're going to be and the other be what they're going to be. But, I mean, as we've gotten closer and closer to this date, it's just become apparent that, you know, they are going to go head to head. This is going to be... Um, people are calling it a war but it'll definitely be a, some type of battle and for this to be nxt's opening shot is was a hell of a shot
0: um i'm watching the uh promo here for velveteen dream big promo for velveteen dream they're true they're truly treating it looks like uh I can. You get the sense that Dream is going to be a big deal on the next day. Yeah, and it really changes everything. That it's it's a big, it's actually very. I mean, it it puts them in a much better place to make the move to TV, having him on the roster. You know, all all due respect to Roderick Strong, he's awesome. He he's great. He's a wrestler. Velveteen Dream is something different. You know, this is he we have not seen Velveteen Dream before this version of this character. It's he's he is different.
1: Yeah. And it it goes back to what uh, Leo Rush said when he was on the podcast, Um, you know, NXT moving to USA sort of changes things when you think about calling people up and trying to get them on TV and main roster versus, you know, the minors. And they don't have to. They don't have to necessarily shuffle him to a Raw or SmackDown right away in the same way that they would have done with somebody, or even somebody like him, in his position two years ago. He can literally own uh, that brand and get the same type of exposure that everybody else is getting.
0: I respect the dude John who responded to uh, my tweet about you earlier. By with the post of "I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all." <laughs> did you see it? I did not. I <laughs> saw the
1: tweet earlier.
0: But he posted the GIF from the movie. Um, I mean I was borderline offended by that tweet. Yeah, I mean, t- a guy. How could you? How could a guy you not tweeted. Write? A guy tweeted. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, but not to many with any with any color on the mic. Drop some POC pods and I'll give them a shot. And
1: how about this? We'll give, we'll give you a shot because there's, there's a lot of us out there. I mean, it's not just me. I've been on cheap heat for four years. Um, but you know, black announced table just had their hundredth episode. Uh, another podcast with people of color, the A show just had their hundredth episode.
0: Uh, Hey, listen, SUG. There are a lot of, uh, shows with all kinds of diversity in their hosts. And I'm happy for all of them. Especially Black Announced Table, cause I, you know, uh, came in contact with them very early on. Support them. This is the show though. What are we, I mean, <laughs> it's one thing for them not to know every show out there. It's another thing. So this is thing, the number one.
1: It's, an, it's another, it's another thing to go,
0: oh, oh, I forgot there is this one show. Where one of the dudes is black. You may have heard of it. It's on a channel called ESPN. You, you might be familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they've, they've been at every major thing happening in wrestling for years now. You know, I mean, the father of the black power rankings for God's sake. You know, I mean, you were, even when you were fired, you were replaced with Leo Rush. I mean, come on. Of
1: course. I mean, and, and even before that, when I have to get replaced by Jason Jordan, I mean, we do this. <laughs> we do this. We're,
0: we're... It's, it's, I just want people to pay homage and respect, you know? Um but, uh, SGG, Um so, I'm, I'm gonna watch Velveteen right now. And, uh, see what Velveteen and Roderick Strong have. But let's get to the, uh, the big shows, if you will. Takeaways Damn. from the, uh, takeaways from the big shows this week
1: so i'm gonna be honest clash of champions i didn't see it i didn't even get to see most of it i saw the new day lose their champ tag team championships
0: to the revival that's just plain wrong
1: i mean it was a good match though and and i'll say this i mean the new day is a strong faction one of the most popular factions they're creeping up on the all time I was gonna say today but they're definitely creeping up on that all time list for sure especially with what Kofi's doing with the world title but um it always even in the early days of the New Day there I remember there was a stat where like if Xavier Woods was in the match as a part of the tag team they were gonna lose and he was gonna take the pin which is what happened except he tapped out on Sunday, but I raised that to say that Xavier Woods is not the weak link of the New Day. He definitely puts on a strong performance, not just with the moves and how crisp and smooth he is as a wrestler, but how much he gets the fans to buy into it too. I mean, his facial expressions, the selling of pain, um, that really took the match to the next level and it, it made the revival seem and feel really credible. So like, even though they had to lose the championships, I wasn't mad at it.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree. It, it, it's cool. It was dope to have a run with all of them with the titles. It's fine. They'll likely have titles again. They won't have titles. They're the new day. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, uh, I thought, you know, Randy and Kofi had a good match. Um, you know, I, again, I, I called it early that I did not like what they were doing with the Randy story and I was proven right. they never, they never did enough. They never took my advice. They never made it more about, you know, a little deeper than you're stupid. Um, that was, that was stupid that, that you want to know was stupid people with that much history and just making it about you're stupid. That's stupid. (laughs) Um, so that bothered me. Um, Did you watch? You didn't get to watch Becky and Sasha.
1: I did not, but I've heard I've heard great things about that match, and I'm excited to get to watch it back. Especially after the developments on Raw, where Sasha Banks challenged Becky Lynch to that Hell in a Cell match, and then Lynch accepting.
0: Which is a great place to go, considering the match they had the other day. If you haven't watched that one, you know by the time we got to Clash of Champions, I got to tell you, I was not that into the card. Um. And based on the reaction of the crowd when Seth retained against Braun, I think other people may have felt the same way.
1: Uh,
0: um. So yeah, the the crowd was not thrilled to see Seth retain against Braun. Mm, it really, I was thrilled it, to
1: see how it ended, though. I saw that.
0: What the multiple stomps?
1: No, with the fiend. I mean, the multiple oh, stomps oh. just had to.
0: Oh, you mean the uh, the fiend?
1: Hmm. Which um, Dipperstein called it like he he mapped it out. <laughs> they may not listen to you and take your advice, but it seems like they took that map just straight from Dipperstein's pen. Uh, Seth Rollins wins. He's celebrating. The lights go out, and the fiend throws him in a mandible claw to close the <laughs> close the show.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I I listen. I give Dipperstein all credit that he deserves at all times. I think a lot of people that was sort of the default that people expected. So in that sense, it was cool, but a little expected, I thought, um, which is exactly how I felt about the return of Harper. Cool, but expected
1: uh, like I thought it was going to happen earlier.
0: It's just to me like you want to get us excited about something related to Rowan. Make it not Harper. Like we've done we've been down that road multiple times in different ways yeah this is like the third incarnation of it
1: they need each other though I mean
0: I guess I mean probably but I don't know I might have liked to find out if there was something else to it um
1: I'm glad there wasn't that Rowan lookalike though those that was the alternative
0: good point um Zachary actually wrote us, and he—I re- read him last week. He's—he's he's worried about the fiend getting stale. Already, do you have any good ideas? For the fiend, what could the fiend do in order to stay fresh and relevant? I love the fiend. Everyone is getting me to get stale. I, I worry—I I worry about the long, long-term sustainability of the fiend, because what we love about him. Is entrance and mask, etc., and and Firefly Funhouse, which is great, and you can basically get by on that. But at some point, presumably, it has to continue in the ring. Now, I mean, it, most of the stuff that gets you excited about it can be all that extra stuff, you know. Yeah. Then it just becomes about booking it the right way, so you continue to be excited about it.
1: That's why I'm not worried because, like you said, we, he's had one match. So, the in ring stuff is always going to be special. Like, we have, we've got that entrance one time. We've heard the music one time. But, um, like the Firefly Funhouse and the random attacks, <laughs> they could do that all day.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a good point. As long as they stick with that, they really stay committed to the matches being special and rare. And when you see the fiend, you're mostly getting. What you just described, I think they'll be all right.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I don't think it's. I think it's far from stale. Until until it becomes a thing where like we see the fiend every week, then it's a problem. And I mean, every week in matches, then it's a problem.
0: The Bailey Charlotte thing, quick squash cheat job from Bailey. Um, Bliss Cross versus Mandy and Sonya. Who cares? Sorry. No disrespect. Shinsuke and, uh, Miz, cool. Becky and Sasha was definitively a highlight. Um, Roman and Rowan was all about the Harper return, which we just described. Um, how do you feel about King Corbin?
1: You know, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna like
0: it. We only had
1: a couple of days of King Corbin. I feel like I'm gonna like it. That match. You know, so glad that it ended up on Raw versus ending up on the the pay per view because they weren't going to get that time and it wasn't going to be that good on the pay per view.
0: Yeah, no, and, and like the whole tournament's taking place on Raw and SmackDown, might as well end it there. Um, yeah. yeah, that someone emailed about Dip's craziest take from last week, which was talking about Baron Corbin as a baby fist. <laughs> I mean it was a weird take from Dip like oh what do you think I, I think about him as a baby face. I, that's never even crossed my mind <laughs> Me either. A, and the truth is I, at right now, we'll remember this moment I think he's just starting to get over as a heel I don't know if I see him ever getting over as a baby face
1: yeah I don't it, I mean the day he's able to pull that off and do that is the day we have to respect him as a legend, because there's nothing about him that makes me feel
0: like he could be a baby face. No. And like the, and where he's come from, from being just like an everyone thinks he completely sucks to Mm -hmm. now it seems like people think he's actually kind of a respectable heel, but like they definitely want to boo him to him becoming an actual baby face. I mean, keep in mind how few people are actual baby faces in the first place. Yeah. I don't think it can be done. This isn't 1987. I mean, speaking of which, are you going to be able to come into my house with uh, Hulk Hogan on that WrestleMania, that beautiful WrestleMania item that I purchased?
1: I saw I saw It is a beautiful item.
0: I, I just, I, I assumed you'd see it the way I do, which I really don't even, yeah, I'm aware that he's on the poster. and That's the main event. But like, it's just the whole thing. I don't really care about Hogan on it.
1: That is that's such a legendary show too.
0: I mean It's the greatest, man. It's it's the most important Mania three is the most important show in my wrestling life, hands down.
1: Yeah, it's the first show that I remember watching because um my cousin Kirk had it on VHS and we would go to their house after church every Sunday. So it was just like WrestleMania. Oh, you guys were treating
0: it like that Wu Tang again and again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fired exactly. up again, <laughs> exactly. I can't tell you how many times I watched Hogan slam Andre, or like you know the 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 little people match, and the Danny Davis, like all of it. The the Adrian Adonis. I mean, I, I listened and I wish I could have been a part of that conversation with you and Dip talking about what's like the bronze medal oh, match. For yeah. WrestleMania. So what, what do you
0: what do you what do you have as the bronze medal match for WrestleMania three?
1: Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis. As, mm-hmm. as much as I love the Hart Foundation, like, that's the bronze medal match.
0: And see, that was the part I was really trying to drive home to dip is how much that truly felt like Roddy Piper's real retirement. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the end. Little did I know he was, in, oh, excuse me, he was like 30 years old and, <laughs> and he was definitively <laughs> not going to retire permanently but was going to make they live. Um, but, yeah, I think you have but, to give it to that. And that's yeah, what makes And the it- haircut. Remember the haircut and oh, all of, of it? Like And and that's what oh yeah, Rod a uh, beefcake comes down. Nope, stay. And that's what That's what makes that um that poster so great is that yeah. it's not like the pictures are just Hogan and Andre. You get a savage picture, Elizabeth, Steamboat, Steel, Piper, Adonis, like everyone there are so many pictures on it.
1: <laughs> the the Pontiac Silverdome Dome logo in the corner.
0: Yo, I can't believe I found it. Honest, hey, hey, hey. No. You're driving me nuts. Can you stay still? Please stay. I'm not moving. No, no, Greg, you're fine. Sorry, that's going to be seen as racist now. Thanks a lot. Oh my God. Yo, Rosenberg no. treated SGG like his dog. <laughs> no. No. By the way, a human being would only, uh, would only dream of being treated as well as Bear the dog gets treated. This is true. This I is true. I just gave him a small. I just gave Bear a small piece of braised rib. Okay. <sighs> this dog eats like Bear's, a king. You know what kind of performance. Like- you know perform kind of performance. Greg would be giving if I just gave him a piece of braised rib.
1: <laughs> yo, yo, you feeded Bear that piece of braised rib. Remind me of uh, that episode of The Wayans Brothers where they they made chili, but they accidentally thought they used dog food, so they tried to replicate it. With actual dog food and then the dog's owner was like, No, no, he's eating like filet mignon. Like
0: By the way, that's why the chili was so good. You're number one in the Black Power rankings this week for referencing an episode of the Wayans Brothers.
1: I mean, that that's that's why that tweet was so disrespectful.
0: <laughs> moments tweet? like this. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's true. I mean moments like this. Watching Velveteen Dream while talking about the Wayans brothers. I mean, come on, fam. <laughs> By the way, nice match here between Roderick Strong and uh and Velveteen Dream.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream was uh, suffering from some back issues going into the match and uh, is now injured, back injury after the match. And I mean, you just have to, it's, I just find it funny that, you know, knowing he has a back problem, he has to defend his title against the Messiah of the Backbreaker.
0: Yeah, that may not be ideal.
1: Yeah.
0: And this is a real injury? This is not a work?
1: It might be a work. It's according to a WWE Now video.
0: Oh, so it's probably a work. Yeah. Sometimes I still have to fill Greg in on how this whole thing works. It's confusing sometimes. Still real (laughs) to me, damn it. It is. (laughs) I just want to. I saw Greg uh, Greg on Twitter. and He he added Velveteen Dream. And he said, I just want to (laughs) thank you for all you put your body through. It's still real to me, damn it! Oh God! Oh, that there's a back. I just saw him take a backbreaker. My goodness! Mm-hmm. Um. Now it looks like we are finally going to get on SmackDown in a couple of weeks. The match that I've wanted to get from Kofi Kingston since he was champion with Brock Lesnar <sighs> announced for the first Fox SmackDown. Lesnar showed up and uh, after. Kofi's match on SmackDown, Brock showed up, uh, hit him with an F5. Of course, the F5 to Kofi was a thing of beauty. Kofi was like 10 feet in the air. Uh, which is one of the reasons that I think they'll be so great together is cause, man, Kofi will be able to bump everywhere for Brock. Um, so, I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. I hope that, I hope it's not just a random one-off. Bear, bear, I hope that this is a story that they stay with for a little while.
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I I mean, when I when I saw that, and I I just I got a sinking feeling in my stomach. Like the little cry ball hit my throat. I, I just know that's going to be a sad day. I, I'm already mentally preparing myself.
0: I don't think it's gonna happen.
1: I hope not, but I'm already mentally preparing myself.
0: If the to- rumors are true that Fox wants to have a black champion on SmackDown, um that's that's what you have to hope for. Because right. otherwise otherwise it's just the default thing, which is just go back to Brock. Always.
1: Because there are other rumors that uh Fox wanted uh either Ronda or Brock to bring that MMA legitimacy as champion. And I can sort of see both being true. But at the same time, it's Brock Lesnar. And I I know last time they fought, or the one time they had a match uh, in Japan, Beast, Beast in the East, Brock ran through Kofi Kingston in like 90 seconds. And then the rest of the New Day came out and they caught the work too.
0: Well, this is a very different Kofi Kingston.
1: Yeah, but he he could get tossed up in the air just as high and fall. Like I mean, he, he took the F five pretty much the same because this is a different Brock too. I
0: I, I would not mind them. Um, I would not mind Kofi and Brock uh, giving the title back and forth a couple times though.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't. Mind I, that, I would love
0: I'm, Kofi. I would love Kofi getting a second title reign off Brock. That would be even more mage.
1: Yeah. I'm just um, but, mentally preparing myself for uh I was instantly reminded of the first most heartbreaking WWE championship loss that I ever witnessed. It was a, uh, I I was ten years old, Brett versus WrestleMania twelve. It was Brett versus Sean in right, the IR match. Yep. The clock the clock hit sixty seconds and then uh I was I was very Well listen.
0: Well listen, I have good news for you. Brock is not being trained by Jose Lothario. <laughs> okay, so there's no way. There's no way.
1: And and you know nobody can order the match to continue.
0: No, exactly. So
1: once hey, that's so, what did my guy in, man. That Gorilla Monsoon ordering the match to continue was the
0: yeah, it was the that was the I'm, death nail.
1: Still not over it.
0: I was watching. Um, you know, again, I'm I'm still in 2005. I'm stay there, bear. I'm up to. Sh- sh- I'm up to October, I guess, of 2005. Um, and I watched the Raw reunion. They did a Raw reunion in October 2005. Man, you want to talk about a hell of a show with like real things going on that were relevant to the, to the story and throwback names. This included. Orton coming out and hitting RKOs on Foley and Piper at the same time. Um Love it. It included Austin giving stunners to the entire McMahon family, including Linda. Laid out the entire family so all four of them were laying face down in the ring at the end. <laughs> um, it included uh, the end of the show where... They had everybody, all the legends in the ring, Dusty, Harley Race, um, I think Steamboat was in there. They had a lot of people in there, um, a wide variety, um, you know, dug in, Snooka. And at the end, the only problem with that, that segment is that the heel they had them beat up. You know who it, you know who it was? Who? Rob Conway. Who, by the way, not a bad worker, but just like when you look back and you go, that's the guy, that was the heel who got the spot getting beat up by everyone. Like, I know it's uh,
1: Because when you set up the segment, it sounds like it should be somebody who's like around today, like a legend.
0: I would have even liked it if it was like Carlito. But Carlito, yeah. but Carlito was in the middle of a pretty prime time feud with Flair. Um, it was right when Flair yeah, won the, somebody when Flair been. won the IC title. Um, which by the way was Mage too. Flair and Carlito for the IC title, and it was Flair's first IC title win, and he tre- and it was like treated like a huge deal. Um. Yeah it's Big a pretty...
1: WWE Triple Crown? I think so,
0: actually. Evolution tag titles?
1: Yeah, he had the Intercontinental title, WWE title, tag titles. Yeah. Oh no shit. Gold Age. I, I
0: don't know if you know this, but Flair's a rather decorated uh, wrestler.
1: I did, but I I thought I didn't know he wasted time with uh those mid card championships after he moved up. I know he had the record for the United States title. But then I thought once he got that world title, like he didn't look back.
0: Yeah, well, the IC title came in 2005. That's I loved it. It was such great use of Flair. You know, Flair was like 52 years old, 53, mm-hmm. 54, whatever he was, looked already 60. But they, I love having a 50. You know, a Flair is so unique in that regard because like. I don't know who else you could use that way. I mean, you know, if HBK was still able to go and he was around, you could use him that way, you know? Yeah. But, like, it gives such meaning to the IC title because Flair was so over still. Like, the crowd loved Flair. So then you have him beat someone like Carlito, who's new who you're building, and all of a sudden, it makes Carlito look mage. It looks the IC title look mage. And it makes Flair look more mage. It, it works for everybody.
1: Yeah, I only wish that the design was the same, like, I design know. on the white strap that they have. Because the one they ended up having Flair walk around with is no, not Flair. No, that's it wasn't. Not Flair.
0: It wasn't the one.
1: That was not fair to Flair.
0: Here's a man who should have the IC title in seconds. And that's Pete Dunn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He can make the IC title mean more than it means right now. No offense, Shinsuke.
1: You are going to get Kinshasa so hard the next time you run no, the, Shinsuke. No,
0: it, it, does, it does the IC title fine with Shinsuke. It's, it's not Shinsuke's fault. The problem is that Shinsuke's character has been disrespected, so him having the IC title makes the IC title to me feel disrespected.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: Because Shinsuke's character has been disrespected, honestly. Um But Pete Dunn. The bruiserweight is the man. Yes. I love that interview we did with him at Mania. Big fan.
1: Yeah, and he was so candid and so – that was real. Like It's the only way to describe Have, it.
0: And by the way, after um Cheap Heat last week, I watched Rhea Ripley's performances on NXT. Is she on this episode, by the way?
1: I don't believe she is, no. How would they do
0: two hours and not use Rhea?
1: I mean, you'll see. It was an action-packed episode.
0: Let me tell you, Rhea Ripley. You are looking at a multi-time. You are looking at someone who is going to be dominant in the women's division. Mm-hmm. She is the real friggin' deal, and she's um,
1: so young too. How old is she? Like twenty-one. Twenty-one.
0: Twenty. She's a baby. It's crazy. Um. But, yeah, you know, I I just will always say, and I know, I know, I get it. All right. I'm a Shelton Benjamin and a Carlito Mark. I know. I get it. (laughs) But, man, every time I watch Carlito, to see how over he was and how good he was on the mic his first year on television, I'm like, what happened? I mean, I'm sure he was annoying. You know, he's, what, a third-generation superstar? I think
1: second or third, yeah, and I think that's At least why second. he was so good, but also why he could have been so annoying. Because like
0: they're all when you're that
1: polished,
0: they're all annoying. What can anybody tell you? Well, whether it's whether it's Randy Orton or Carlito or Alberto Del Rio, any of those ones that have it in their blood and are also like incredibly good. Um, not there's some who are in the business and their family's in the business, but like it didn't come to them that way. People like Carlito was always so damn smooth in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he'd just been doing this. Um, although you know Eddie, Eddie wasn't didn't seem annoying. True. I know Eddie had his had his obviously his demons and also his like ego issues um, and lack of confidence at times or whatever it was or you know doubt maybe is the is the right word. But anyways, everyone's different. But like Carlito, I, I wish they could have figured it out, man. He could have lasted a lot longer. Carlito was gone by, what, 2010? Yeah. That was five he years and He was still
1: over. super young at that time.
0: I mean, when you think about how the, the push is that Carlito, um, Shelton, Chris Masters, Mr. Kennedy – that all those dudes got and how quick the run was, MVP too.
1: Yeah.
0: MVP had a big, the setup for him coming there was huge. It was a, there was a long build and a quick end. That's sort of how they moved at that, at that time. Um, SGG, what else from TV this week are we, uh, am I forgetting to mention?
1: Kevin Owens and his frivolous lawsuit?
0: i'm i'm, I'm even, not i'm not super dialed into Kevin owens and shane mcMahon
1: i mean come on i'm a, i'm a kevin owens supporter uh i mean everybody knows i have no problems with uh lawsuits and bringing that legal legal element to the wrestling world but you gotta you gotta have a case i mean you 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 got beat up last week. You feel like Shane McMahon did you wrong, and maybe he did, you know. But uh, there's nothing there. There's not. It's, there's no. That's a loser, Kev. You're wasting your time.
0: He should have called
1: you. He should have. I would have let him know. Like, don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your money paying anybody's billable hours on this one. Just just go home, accept what happened to you, and enjoy your time with your family. I'm sure you have something saved in the bank. Put it to some good use. But but this. 25 million where are you getting that
0: if, no if, he had, if he had called Greg Hyde attorney at law this wouldn't have happened
1: no not at all not at all now he's going to waste his time and I mean it's going to be for our entertainment so I'll take it but I mean you know God bless you Kev you don't have a case
0: sorry um, uh, th- that is sad very very sad um, are you enjoying the street profits
1: I am. I am. I know some people are waiting on them to wrestle, but I like I like that they're sort of a bit of an attraction without having to do too much. I like that they've been put in the position that they put into.
0: I, I wish... I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's fine. I don't think they need to be wrestling yet. I wish they didn't make it all, like... How do I say this? Like... So intentionally unrealistic. Like them giving all the information about the matches and previewing the pay per view and hosting Maria's gender reveal. You know what I mean? It's like a little. There's zero realism to the role their characters play. Um, as opposed yeah, they to are
1: sort of like the all-knowing narrators of Raw. But why would anybody be that?
0: Right, and why would they be that? Why would two new <laughs> dudes who are just watching NXT now be the all-knowing narrators of Raw? How about, how about they just be two cool dudes hanging out and catering and people are asking them when they're going to wrestle. And they're like, man, we're just hanging out. <laughs> right. You know, be realistic. I thought you guys have NXT, you know, hey, amen. They tell us to come hang, we show up, you know, whatever it is, but like just being like tonight, we're going to see Dana Brooke. I mean, like, okay, we, I, I, that, I don't know why they're going to do that <laughs> route with it.
1: I love oh, I mean, it, though. Like Montez is so good on the mic, and Dawkins has come a long way on that in that aspect as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Love those guys. Um, speaking of Dana Brooke, I thought you had a nice effort against uh, Lacey.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it ended how it always does for when you go against uh, Lacey, but you're right, you know?
0: Nice effort. You know what I don't like about Lacey's character? Tell me if you feel me. Knock if, knock if you hear, knock if you feel me. What is John Gruden's line? <laughs> knock, knock if you're with me. Um, I, I hate when Lacey waves her hand, her napkin in front of her face like she's hot. It oh,
1: always, yeah.
0: it always makes me think that like she stinks. <laughs> It makes her look, like, sweaty and gross. You know what I mean? Like, she's working out. She's an athlete. And then when she does this napkin, like, ah, oh, I don't know why. I, I, I just, I don't like the connotation I have of it. And I, I don't even understand it.
1: I'm with you, sir. I'm with you.
0: I'm not into it, though. Hey, if you want to reach out to the show, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Guys, we have just one more week before we are in full battle mode. So mm-hmm. when we, we come on the air next Thursday or Friday, whenever it is, we will be getting you ready for NXT versus AEW Dynamite. Don't ask me about the name. I don't like the name. I don't understand the name.
1: Yeah.
0: They should have just called it AEW. If they were going I agree. to do it with Dynamite. I agree. Don't do too much. Dynamite sounds so WCW. I don't even
1: think it's, WCW would do Dynamite.
0: Yeah, you're right. It may be a worse version of WCW. It's like worse than Thunder. Like you just don't need a name right now. You don't need a name for the show.
1: Right. Eight. They are they are the brand. Build the brand. And then when you start branching off and then you can worry about right. your Dynamites and your this and your that. But I feel like I, I would be embarrassed to say I'm watching Dynamite. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's SmackDown is a a built brand. Raw is a built brand. NXT is building the brand. AEW was building the brand. And then you
0: dynamite? Yo, did my man Leo have a match this week? Your man Leo did have a match this week. Hey, you know what? Speaking of which, SUG, do you have Black Power Rankings? I do I
1: absolutely of course I do oh I'm black y'all we'll and I'm black y'all and I'm blacker than black and I'm black y'all and I'm black y'all and I'm black y'all and I'm
0: blacker than black and I'm black y'all I'm black black blacker than black black I'm blacker than black yo because I'm black and I'm black you I'm black and I'm breaking and'm
1: black So I got some honorable mentions uh honorable mention goes to offset
0: Ah, showing of course up,
1: showing up <laughs> On a uh, SmackDown, in Ric Flair drip, as he would say, to introduce the Queen for her match, you he had Offset, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the guy looked good in the in the robe. So, gotta throw it to him for that one. And then, of course, Charlotte picked up the win. Granted, it was a DQ, but a win's a win. But also. Also, and, and mentioned, uh, like I mentioned, the A-Show and Black Announce Table, they're celebrating their 100th episode to them, so I wanted to tip my hat. Ow. Send a shout-out to both of them. Um, you can find them both on iTunes. Check out this 100th episode. You might hear a familiar voice. I'm not going to say too much whoa, about whoa, who that whoa. might okay. be. not going to say too much about who that might be, but if you listen to Cheap Heat every week, you might hear a familiar voice on that 100th episode. And then in the number three... Leo Rush, of course. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he was here a couple of weeks ago. I know he meant some hints that he is still in good standing with the company. Some people thought that he was trying to actually preserve his spot. And now we know that Leo's no liar. Not only uh, did he pop back up on NXT, but he was in rare form, just as good as he was when he left. And I don't know if you saw that match yet. Spoiler alert to you, Rosenberg, but uh, he picks up the win. So, in the number three, boom, Leo Rush. In the number two, Sasha Banks. Just because I don't believe I've had many Black Power rankings since she's returned, and I don't think I gave her her proper due. Like, she is making waves. She's come back and she's immediately established herself as one of the top women on the roster. And I'm not going to let that continue to go unnoticed. So, in the number two, is Sasha Banks. And in the number one, is. The Velveteen Dream. Who had what I think was a a phenomenal match on NXT. Despite picking up the loss and uh, ending his North American Championship reign. I think during the reign he strung together a lot of great matches. And this match for me was the best match I saw all week. So he's coming in at number one.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a full, full week. We managed to get it done. This was a crazy week, and yet here we are. And next week, we will bring you a big preview of what's going to happen in two weeks when WWE and AEW go head to head. Um, SGG, do me a favor. Um, stay mage this weekend.
1: Take it easy, man.
0: Enjoy yourself. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the major state. Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like stand in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time I would like to
1: introduce. Shout out to that guy, Red. Redheart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mage.